We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much as always for locking in. Today is audio only, no YouTube today. This is going to be solo. This is going to be short and this is going to be sweet. I appreciate all of you who take time from your day, whether it's for five minutes or the entire show to check out Talking Buffalo. So in turn, especially on a day like today, draft day, night one, I'm going to respect your time. I am going to make this a quick episode. I have some Buffalo Bills related final thoughts. I have some Buffalo Bills scenarios and I have a couple predictions for primarily tonight, night one of the draft. I will be back. I'll have probably have a guest with me as well. I'll be back on Friday. We will recap night one. Then we'll be back again Saturday morning. We will recap night two and look forward to uh, the remainder of the draft. I am excited, folks. This is one of my favorite three days of the entire year. The draft process itself is long. Aaron Quinn from Cover One, a good friend of mine, and somebody that I have spent literally, if you follow this show, the last six Wednesdays doing Buffalo Bills mock drafts with, you get fatigued from the process. The process itself is long and drawn out and can get annoying because at some point when you have this much time, you go through every scenario on earth. There are probably 30 to 40 guys at some point that were either first or second round Buffalo Bills picks for me throughout this process. But anyway, we are here. And again, I'm going to, plus I don't like talking solo here, so I'm definitely going to make sure that this is short and sweet. Uh, before this is over, I'm going to explain why I think it's going to be extremely difficult and might require some luck or maybe a trade-up if you want one of the top three wide receivers. Kind of lay out a scenario of what needs to happen. Again, if you're a Bills fan right now and you're hoping that the Bills are going to go wide receiver with this first pick 
and I'm going to be real quick. These are just going to be bullet points here at this point. Uh, five biggest needs. I think right now the five biggest needs going into this draft over the next three days. Number one is linebacker. Tons of questions about Terrell Bernard. You, you know what Terrell Dodson is. You know what A.J. Klein are. They're both very low-ceiling veteran players. You know what you're getting. You know what you're not getting. Not quite the same with Terrell Bernard or to a lesser extent, uh, Balen Specter. I don't think it's going to change either. I think linebacker is probably the team's biggest need. In fact, not probably. It is the team's biggest need right now. Not just for now, but probably future years as well. Of course, wide receiver. Wide receiver to me is the polarizing topic because the Bills have already made two free agent signings that I like more than most people. I think they're really under the radar. I like Deontay Hardy and I like Trent Sherfield. I like them both. I think they are both upgrades over Isaiah McKenzie and Jay Kumro, respectively. Worst case, I think they're going to be pretty damn good role or complimentary players, whatever you want to call them. Best case, especially with Hardy, I think he could be a, uh, a, a pretty significant part of this offense. Also, Khalil Shakir, a fifth round pick from a year ago. Uh, the team spent pretty much all of last year developing him. He, he didn't play much at all. Came on a little bit near the end of the season. We saw a couple things. So you look at this position right now, there's a little bit of an influx already through free agency and just the growth and development of Shakir. You got to remember this, folks, real quick here. Terrell Bernard, third rounder last year. James Cook, second rounder last year. Khalil Shakir, fifth rounder last year. That's three of your first four picks. They're going into year two. Brandon Bean drafts guys with an eye on the future. And the expectation is that going from year one to year two, these guys make jumps. So I'm not a Terrell Bernard fan. I don't like how he wasn't even active last year for the playoffs. So that's a real big jump to ask him to become the team's starting middle linebacker. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, Khalil Shakir, maybe this team has bigger plays for Khalil Shakir in, in year two than you do or that I do, you know? But anyway, you look at this, uh, this group. Gabe Davis going into the last year of his deal. Talented player. I love Gabe Davis. And I think the Bills like him a lot more than, than again, than most of us do. At least most of you. Because to my credit, I'm a big Gabe Davis fan still. Anyway, last year of his contract, Stephon Diggs. He's going to be 30, year, 30 years old this season. He's going into his ninth year in the league. And he's a very physical receiver, man. A lot of contact. So he's going to start to show some wear and tear so, sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, you would assume that, man. There's, there's not a lot of proven production right now beyond Diggs. And Gabe Davis. So wide receiver is a very high priority to most people in need. Uh, if you want to go defensive tackle, I think that's a big need. Not maybe so much for this year. Because they got that rotation. They're literally running it back from last year. Ed Oliver. Daquan Jones. Uh, Tim Settle. And Jordan Phillips. All four are back. But also, all four only under contract for one year. So, you know, taking a, a defensive tackle early in this draft, especially if it's going to be tonight, night one, doesn't really seem like it's going to have a whole lot of a 2023 benefit, but it's not Brandon Bean's job to, to draft purely for one season. He's got his eye on the future just as much as the present, as do most GMs. So, you know, you look at that and you look at the fact that, you know, Jordan Phillips, I love Jordan Phillips. Duke can't stay healthy, though. You know, Ed Oliver was banged up a lot last year. Daquan Jones. Didn't play in the playoffs, and that really hurt the Bills. Tim Settle was just all right. There's a couple defensive tackles that are out there that I think the Bills could definitely target early. 
Uh, right tackles in other position. You know, Brandon Bean loves him some Spencer Brown. We heard at the end of the season in his press conference. We heard it again later after that. Uh, Bean said that Brown played much better in the second half of the year. He noted how he was returning from back injury. He took all, away his offseason last year going into the season. You know, he didn't play his last season of college because of COVID. He's not wrong about any of that. But that said, I'm still, I, I'm skeptical. I don't want to say crazy skeptical, but it, moderately skeptical about Spencer Brown's ceiling as a good right tackle. I think he's always going to struggle against speed and athletic guys on the edge because of his size, how big he is. And by the way, for his size, I think he's a good, but not a great run blocker. Look, you can do a lot worse than Spencer Brown, but you can also do a lot better. I don't like, you know, we talked about free agency with the Bills. I, I think they did a good job restocking the wide receiver position. I hate that all they did is re-sign David Quisenberry. As of right now, today, this morning at least, that's your only competition for Spencer Brown. That's got to change. So I think that's a need. And maybe this is more a little bit more of a luxury, admittedly, than a quote. I'm using air quotes here, but you can only see the audio because I don't have a video today. But tight end. I just I feel like having two good tight ends is something that the Bill should have, you know, for Ken Dorsey, for Josh Allen, and they haven't had it. Modest at best attempts. I mean, last year, on the same day, in fact, they signed Vaughn Miller. Uh, they signed OJ Howard. It just the shit just didn't work out, man. He was cut before the season even started. Quentin Morris was like, all right. You know, but again, it, it just they struck out with OJ Howard before that it was Tommy Sweeney, it was Tyler Croft. The Bills just haven't had really good productive backup tight end. Hell, until Dawson Knox the last few years, they haven't even had good starting tight end play. But anyway, I think. I think tight end is a position that the Bills could could upgrade as a whole. You know, and there's three tight ends that I really love in this draft, man. Michael Meyer, of course. I'm a Notre Dame guy. Love this guy. He can do everything. Dustin Kincaid. I've learned a lot about him during the mock draft process, studying a lot of these guys, doing these shows every week with Aaron Quinn. And I'm a big, big, big Darnell Washington fan. And the word big, it fits him literally because the dude is a behemoth, man. Big ass dude. I, I just... I feel these guys could go anywhere from the middle, late part of the first round, early part of the second round. And I think the Bills can, and maybe they will take a long look at one of these guys. You know, so I, I, I think the three biggest questions that Brandon Bean and his staff, his team are asking themselves this morning, certainly over the last couple of weeks or a couple of months, whatever you want to call it, there's three big questions to me. How much faith do you have? In a Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dodson, Bale Inspector, AJ Klein uh, competition to be the starter. How much faith do you have in them to play in Sean McDermott's scheme, whatever that might be? We don't quite know. He's taking over play calling duties, of course, from Leslie Frazier. We've heard a lot of talk about this double nickel stuff. And that buzz got louder when the Bills signed a, a safety teller rap, even after re-signing Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde returning. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The, the buzz is that, you know, the Bills might play more six defensive back looks, put Matt Milano in the middle some, especially, in, you know, when you figure it's going to be a passing down. I get it. But, I mean, I get the point of view. If you're playing the Chiefs, you're playing the Bengals, playing Mahomes or Burrow, you want, yeah, you want to run the ball, get five, six yards, take the ball out of Mahomes' hands, Burrow hand, go ahead, do it. I'll, I'll dare you. I get that at times, but here's the thing, man. More often than not, 
the opponent running the ball and controlling the clock, I don't think that helps the Bills. I think the Bills almost every week have the better offense, the more dangerous offense for sure. And you want you want your uh, your unicorn stud quarterback on the sidelines because you're letting the New England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers run at will because you don't have a good middle linebacker or, or you're playing a scheme, a double nickel scheme or dime, whatever you want to call it, six defensive backs. I don't like it. <laughs> Don't like it at all. So not sold on that. Uh, the wide receiver point, which we discussed, and you know, I, I think it comes down to how much did the Bills think of Shakir, Hardy, and Sherfield. I, I think that is a big question that right now, at least, and we'll learn soon enough, but we don't really know about. And also, how does this team view Gabe Davis? Do they view him as a guy that they really want to keep here long term? Because if they don't, then I think boundary wide receiver like a Quentin Johnson is very much in play. Whereas Otherwise, I think a guy like Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison would be a much better fit. And then the other question, again, right tackle. Was it coach speak? Was it smoke? I know it's smoke screen season. Do you take Brandon Warbreen at his word on everything he said about Spencer Brown? Or are you looking as early as this first round tonight to go get a right tackle? Um, I got a handful of predictions that I want to make. I'm going to take a real quick break. Come back, and then I'm going to fly through these for you folks. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back. Got a couple predictions. Not, I, I guess some of these are for tonight, but mostly these are over the next three nights. Um, I think Spencer Brown's going to get another year. And again, I'm going to fly through these because, I, I, again, I want to respect your time and I want you to be able to get to as many Bills content creators or national content creators as humanly possible today. I think Spencer Brown's going to get another year when it's said and done. Um, smoke season for GMs and coaches. We get it with the draft, but I'm going to take Brandon Bean somewhat at his word. I do believe that he's confident that Spencer Brown has a lot of untapped potential and the back injury really slowed him down, took away a lot of reps. Um, I do think the Bills will add to offensive tackle. I just don't think it's going to be in the first two rounds. And I think if you want a guy who realistically is going to come in here and legitimately challenge Spencer Brown to be a starter, at least in 2023, he better be a first or a second round pick. And there's might be some options out there. In fact, Aaron Quinn and I, more on this in a minute, we really have taken plenty of offensive tackles in our six mock drafts. I just 
That was more Aaron making the pick because Aaron was the GM in our mocks. Me personally, I, I don't see it because I think there's two positions that one or two positions that the Bills, in my opinion, are definitely going to uh, be selecting tonight. Anyway, I think Spencer Brown gets another year. I do think the Bills are going to take a defensive tackle early. Definitely, maybe, probably not tonight, but somewhere I'd be willing to bet in the first three rounds. We talked about it. Four defensive tackles on the roster, running it back this year. None of them are signed beyond next year. And even if you extend Daquan Jones, and even if you give Ed Oliver a big long-term money deal, it's still a thin position going forward. Um, so I do think it's going to be early. I will say for what it's worth, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not high on Mozzie Smith from Michigan, and I know he's been getting some first-round buds. I don't think it would be an outlandish pick. Like, I wouldn't be, you know, throwing shit around the house if, if the Bills take uh, a Michigan defensive tackle with the first pick. But I don't love it at all. Um, I could certainly see Canna Bennett, a guy that Aaron and I have talked about a lot on this podcast in round two, or Gervin Dexter in round two, good second-round options. Given the state of this roster, the present, and the future, I kind of would be borderline stunned if the Bills don't leave night two of this draft without a tackle. In, in terms of wide receiver, I'm, I want to predict one, but I can't. That's what it comes down to. I, I, I don't feel confident enough to because things have to go their way. If the Bills want a receiver in the first round and they don't want to reach for one, if, it's, if they got like three guys, maybe four that they like, they might need to catch a couple breaks with the picks in front of them to be able to get them. How bad they want one is a big mystery to me. Again, Stephon Diggs' age, uh, Gabe Davis's long-term viability here, plus his wildly inconsistent play, quite frankly, last year. A lot of drops. Um, you know, Shakira, plenty to prove. Are Hardy and Sherfield anything more than depth signings? Lots and lots and lots of questions left to answer with wide receiver, but I don't feel confident enough to boldly predict for sure that they're going to take one because I think other teams are going to take receiver in front of the Bills and some, some things definitely have to go their way. I, I'm, I'm thinking linebacker, quite frankly. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people at this point are taking Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders. And when you look at these mock drafts and you look at the, the biggest mock draft sites and the, and the big boards, it feels like taking Campbell or Sanders at 27 feels like a reach. But according to these boards and, the, and these mocks that we've been doing and we're looking at for weeks and months now, for, for that matter, taking them at 59 is not going to happen. Like Both these guys are going to be gone before 59, but 27 just might be a little bit too early to take them. Trading down would be the ultimate to be able to get one of them me, personally, I think it's such a big need. And don't forget who the head coach of this football team is, folks. It's Sean McDermott. He's a defensive guy. I just don't buy what they currently have on this roster being their day one middle linebacker. I don't. So I am on high, high alert for Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders. And for what it's worth, I won't be mad if either of them are to pick a 27 Another prediction is tight ends a luxury. I really want it, but I don't, I just, I don't think it's going to come early. I can't tell you how happy I'd be if, if Zay Flowers is gone, if Jordan Addison is gone and the Bills say, you know what, let's get another pass catcher. We don't have to call him a receiver. Let's get a weapon. Let's go get Michael Mayer. Let's go get Darnell Washington. Let's go get Dustin Kincaid. I would love any of those guys with the Buffalo Bills, but 
I just don't see them. I, I don't see them using a first-round pick. I don't think, just like I said with Campbell or Sanders, I don't think any of those three tight ends I mentioned make it to late in the second round when the Bills are on the clock. So if they don't move up, I can see a guy like uh, Luke Shoemaker or, or Zach Kuntz, Kuntz, I'm sorry, from, uh, I can see one of those two tight ends. I like them a lot. Those could be third-round picks. Maybe you could get lucky and get one of those guys in the fourth round. But if one of them happened to slip around that area, uh, I'm going to predict that the Bills are going to take a tight end in this draft, just not in the first, like, say, 35 to 40 picks. If I'm Quentin Morris, I feel like I got a little bit to worry about right here, folks. Uh, but John Robinson, let's look. He's just not real. My prediction is don't think about him because it's just not realistically reachable every year throughout this process. You, you know, we talk ourselves into so many scenarios and so many players. I love Bajal Robinson, right? Each of these past couple of years, I've talked myself into saying, give me a running back with the Bills, for the Bills with the first round pick. Give it to me. Two years ago, give me Travis Etienne. Last year, give me Brees Hall. Two years ago, complete uh, moot point because Travis Etienne went to Jacksonville before the Bills could pick him. Last year, Brees Hall was on the clock. The Bills went with Elam the corner instead, which is a good pick. Now, I like Brees Hall a lot, but Elam, it looks like he's going to be a good pick. This year is Bajan Robinson. He's the guy, but I'm not, I'm not going to waste any more time even talking about the guy. He's going as high as eight, and he won't go any lower than, say, 19. So to me, it's officially James Cook slash Damian Harris, maybe to a lesser degree, Naheem Hines season for the Bills in 2023. One other thing I'm predicting, if the Bills trade back, if the Bills have six picks right now, not if, the Bills do have six picks right now. If the Buffalo Bills end up with more than six picks, I can see them using a late round pick on a quarterback trying to develop a future number two. I don't know a lot about these guys. Maybe a Clayton Toon from Houston or an Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Those guys sound like they might be, you know, good potential choices. I just feel like maybe at some point Brandon Bean stops saying, let's just go get a Matt Barkley or a Mr. Biscay or a Case Keenum or this year is Kyle Allen. Let's stop getting these one-year veteran stop gaps and let's put some time and resources into developing a young guy who could be the number two quarterback. Well, if he's not year one, but at least three years after that. So I could see that happening. Uh, winding down here, because again, I want, I want you guys to have time to go listen and watch as many other things as possible. My night one wish list, to me, that's semi-realistic, for me anyway. Zay Flowers is one. Jordan Addison is two. Michael Mayer is three, and I'll go Darnell Wright, although I'm very hesitant to put him on my semi-realistic wish list because, quite frankly, and as I'm talking it out right now, I'm realizing it, dude ain't going to be there at 27. He's not. He's just not. For what it's worth, Aaron Quinn and I mocked him twice in a row. I think it was week mocks four and five. Uh, we took Darnell Wright. I just don't see him being there. He, he, he could go as high as the top 10. He ain't going to be there at 27. So forget I said him. Top three realistic wish list. Flowers, Addison, Mayer. I would love Kincaid. I would love Washington. I wouldn't hate Quentin Johnson, but I would be worried about Gabe Davis if they take him. Jalen Hyde's another guy that a lot of people are high on, not so much me. If you're talking strictly slot, possibly even the first round, Josh Downs is another name to look out for, though I'm not quite as high on him as some others. End of the day, 
my power rankings, like if I had to bet on who the Bills pick is going to be tonight, not necessarily who I want. Now, do I want, love the guy? Do I hate the guy? That's not for me to say. But if I had to bet on who the Bills are going to end up leaving tonight with, assuming they stay at 27 and they, they make a pick, or maybe not, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. They can move up a couple spots. Or more likely move down a couple spots. If I were going to bet on who they lead tonight with, my first pick is Jack Campbell. My second pick is Drew Sanders. So my first two are linebackers. I think the Bills lead with a linebacker tonight. Um, third, Mozzie Smith, which I again I just not crazy about that at all. The defensive tackle from Michigan, Dewan Jones. If I'm wrong about Spencer Brown and Brandon Bean is lying about Spencer Brown, he really wanted a right tackle all along. I think Dewan Jones might be the best available offensive tackle. Certainly not my favorite. Here's the deal, folks. If you want a wide receiver, okay, let's say you want Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison or Bust, because you're realistically saying Jackson Smith, the Jigba from Ohio State's not going to be there. Well, you need 26 guys in front of you to get picked whose name is not Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison. Four here, here's locks. I've come up with 19 guys that I think are a lock to be picked before the bills are on the clock. 19 guys. And you, and you want these guys to get picked. Well, all except for one. Anyway, you got four quarterbacks. We know the four quarterbacks already. You got one running back, Bajine Robinson. I got five defensive linemen, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, a guy that, by the way, bills, I've seen him slipping in some mock drafts. If he happened to to get around those 20s, the Bills might, much of the chagrin of a lot of fans, you might want to consider him. But anyway, I have him gone for sure. And then Nolan Smith. So that's five defensive linemen. Uh, JSN, the one wide receiver I mentioned, four corners. Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., and Banks. They're gone. Offensive linemen, I got four for sure gone. Uh, Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, and, and Darnell Wright. That's 19 locks right there. So you need seven other guys that need to go before the Bills are on the clock that are not Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison. If you want that primary slot, but can play some boundary type of receiver. Seven guys you need to go further that you don't want. Brian Branch from Alabama, he could go. That's one. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle. Dewan Jones, an offensive tackle. That's two more. That's three. You want to go defensive line. Maybe Kalaja Akansi or Brian Breesey from Clemson. That's like five right there. So if all those guys go before the Bills are on the clock in the 19 locks, I said, you still need one or two picks to be somebody. And this is where maybe, you know, a Michael Mayer or Dustin Kincaid, a tight end going somewhere in the early 20s, assuming the Bills don't want one of those guys. That's what it's going to take to be able to get on the clock and have Zay Flowers or Addison there. Or once you get, if, if Brandon Bean, he's not going to give up a second round pick. And let's say he doesn't want to give up a third. Although, that's one other thing to keep in mind, folks. As of right now, and Brandon Bean's talked about it, the Bills are going to have a third round comp pick next year. Now, they can't trade that pick, but they can trade their own third round. So hypothetically, if the Bills wanted to move up from 27 and give up their first and include a third rounder next year, when they'd still have a third rounder because they're going to get that comp pick. If they wanted to do that, they could probably get up, give them that first and third to around 20 to 22. So if you're trading up, I think that's probably what it's going to take if you want to get Zay Flowers or 
Jordan Addison. Anyway, all right, we're at about the 25-minute mark. I'm going to end this. So long story short, folks, that's my prediction. I predict they're going to end up with Campbell or Sanders. I do think Sanders and Addison are in play. I'd be happy personally with any of those four, the receivers first, those four, Mayer, Kincaid, Washington, probably seven I just ran off here in the last 10, 15 seconds that I could very easily talk myself into. Again, we are going to be back tomorrow. We will recap night one and set you up for night two. And then on Saturday, we're going to do a rare Saturday podcast, of course, because of Friday night. We will recap night two, rounds two and three, and then we'll get set up for the last four rounds of the draft. And one last thing I'm going to leave you with, folks, if the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, if neither of them get take or get a wide receiver in this first round tonight, and DeAndre Hopkins is still an Arizona Cardinal at the end of the night, come Friday, look out, folks, because that is going to be a story worth following for sure. But anyway, thank you again for watching. I appreciate watching. Thank you again for listening, I should say. Appreciate you all, and I'll be right back tomorrow.